challenges to remember that God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Leslie. Every week on Say Yes to Spirit, we try to encourage you on your spiritual path. And by doing that, we also realize we're encouraging ourselves. Yes. And every week we have a theme, and this week our theme is, Are You Ready to Receive? Or Being Ready to Receive? And um, this, this is it. This is the day that we've been waiting for all week, well, all month. Well, month. we haven't been waiting for it, but we've been I building know. up to it. So this month we've been doing things that really relate to starting your year off in a great way, and we started on December 31st with uh, with your intentions for 2012, and then we uh, moved into the manifestations process. Thank you, the manifestation process. And then what happens when we sabotage ourselves? Yes. And keep the manifestation process from working as effectively or as quickly. And in and order to uh, to be totally, if you were trying to listen live last night, I don't know if I have to self-sabotage myself or something by obviously. affirming the story, but yeah, obviously. I, I, I was running the switchboard last week and I was five minutes late. So if you tried to listen live last week and you gave up that, that is why. Thank goodness. But you, you can back. listen yes. to the archive. archive. Yes, yes. All sixty-two minutes of it. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was a great show on self-sabotage. And then this week, obviously, when you get sabotage out of the way, yes. you become ready to receive. Right. So that's kind of a little bit of background about our show today. But before we get into that, we always try to connect the dots. So maybe you just did that already with <laughs> connecting the dots between self-sabotage and receiving. But, Leslie? I did have some homework with my daily note. And it is kind of interesting. The last show, um, the last three minutes of it is really, I would just fast forward to the last three minutes. Can you do that on the Internet if you just want Absolutely. to hear it? you can on the player. You Once it buffers up, uh-huh. <clears throat> you could just advance the little... Um, Mark that's there to to whatever time you want. Okay, so I would really suggest that if you're listening, because the last three minutes we talked through creating an affirmation, and I thought it was really interesting. And I've done affirmations forever. I've taught people how to do affirmations, and in that moment of trying to create an affirmation for myself, I was like, "How do you do an affirmation?" And so we went back and forth and uh, came away with. Uh, the thing I was struggling with was doing my daily note to my spiritual teacher, Reverend Beatrice, and the affirmation that we came away with was, I am happy when I do my daily note. And so we were talking about the feeling that I get when I've accomplished it. Right. And so to focus on that feeling. 
And would you believe that I did a daily note every day this week that I had my laptop. I left my laptop at a friend's house but for a couple of days. But other than that, and it was really, it was, I, I would really like to say it was effortless. I'm struggling. You know, I really don't want to claim happy, joyous, and free. That's just too, too, too much good to receive. But, you know, it was really effortless those days. And it was really interesting because I was focusing on the feeling of having accomplished it. And before, you were focusing on, why do I have to do this? This is so hard. Yes. I, you know, Every I need day. to do it. Yes. And, right. and, and so you focused on that, and it felt heavy and hard. Yeah. And then, yeah, just switching to, I feel happy. I like this. Oh, and your mind goes, oh, we like doing this? Okay, cool. It we'll do really it. is profound. I cannot, yeah. yeah. So. And that definitely is a connect the dots between self-sabotage and receiving because actually we are always receiving. Right. Right? We're always receiving and what we put out there. And so, yeah, it's, you know, we're, we call it self-sabotage, but really we're receiving exactly what we have asked for. Right. So it's a really good connection into um, what we'll be talking about today. Anything else that comes to mind as a connection? No, I just can't wait to talk about receiving. It's it's Tracy's 2012 theme, if you haven't been listening. So receiving's big, big, big excitement here. <laughs> All right, then let's take a break, and we'll be back in one minute. back to Say Yes to Spirit with Tracy and Leslie. We are so glad you joined us today. And our theme today is ready to receive. Ready to receive. Are you ready to receive? Now, see, I'm I'm curious about that, that, those words, ready to receive. Does that keep me in a state of readiness? I'm not actually receiving. Don't I just want to receive? I don't want to get ready to receive. I want to receive. Do you understand? Well, the question, I'm not saying, oh, okay. So the question is, are you ready to receive? And the answer is yes. Ah, Uh, good question. Okay. And and you are absolutely right. And I shouldn't, the answer shouldn't be yes, I am ready, although I I don't have the same reaction to that. The answer could be yes, I receive. I'm receiving. I am receiving now. Yes, I receive everything that I want and need. Yes. Um, but I don't have that reaction to ready, Here, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that interesting? As usual, we always talk about how great it is for us to have this conversation because our whatever our theme is every week, 
we often get that, oh, I don't that word doesn't have that charge for me. Right. Or that, you know, word means something completely different for me. And I think it is so good for us to be able to model that. That, oh, yeah, sometimes and often we need to clarify <laughs> what it really means to me. You know, and by you saying it means something different, it makes me, gives me the opportunity to go, huh, okay, do, what do I really mean by that? And what am I telling myself right. when I say that word? And you know what I love about that, too, is it, it verifies for me the idea that the essence of it all is really what the belief or the feeling behind the word is. Exactly. And so we can have exactly opposite feelings and beliefs about a word, and once I understand how you feel or how you believe about that word, then I'm like, okay, good, use that word. You know what I'm saying? But before then, I'm thinking, what's that about? How can she think about that word? Exactly. And I've learned that, too, as a practitioner, doing prayer for other people, even though... I'm really, when I'm doing a prayer, and it has to be believable for me, right? But if I am really trying to connect into the energy and shift the universal energy around something that relates to you, and you keep using a certain word, right? it's almost like I'm not just using that word for you to hear it, although to some degree I am, but I'm also using that word because I need to tap into the energy that right. you've created to create a shift. To around that word, yes. Right. And so it does both, I think. It it allows you to feel the shift because it's a word that resonates with you. If I use it in the way you use yes. it. Yes. And it allows me to connect into your energy that in the way that we're connected. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But that has little to do with receive, so let's move on. Yes, but yes, so, so the idea of receiving, now that we've established that, and being receptive, is receptive is, is another way of saying that. Exactly. So um, I want to, I don't know, do I want to read my theme, what I was journaling when I became clear? Yeah, I want to read that, and then um, we'll go to the phone lines. So I was journaling, and I... Uh, just was was writing, and it was like, I am a receiving center. Ooh. I accept my good. I allow, like that word, prosperity, wellness, love, beauty, balance, wealth, joy, peace, wisdom into my life. I am grateful for this amazing life. Is that a little mantra, a little affirmation, a little prayer? Well, I was just journaling, mm-hmm. and, and it's, you know, I have been thinking off and on about receive actually probably every day since August when I started taking the Prosperity Plus class and then, you know, doing the practices related to that. And um, it became clear to me that it wasn't just about claiming prosperity, it was about accepting it and receiving it. That I could create it, I could manifest all kinds of things around me, but. I wasn't clear about what I really, really wanted, so clarity was important. And then as it started showing up, was I pushing it away or not even recognizing it, not allowing it to come into my life. And so that transition was not just creating it, but really receiving it became really, really important. 
So that's that's the really, really condensed version of, like, how it became my theme for the year. But the day that I journaled that, it was, okay, that definitely is my theme for the coming year. Love it. Yeah. So as we talk about uh, being ready to receive, we're going to go to the phone lines. We have a caller from area code 435, and your line is open if you are just um, – Listening in, that's great, and um, we'll allow you to do that. But we also want to give you the opportunity if you wanted to add a comment or, um, well, I'm ha- there you go. Now you're live. Uh, caller from Area Host 435, did you have a comment or a question? Hello? Yes, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Um, no, I'm just kind of look, um, listening to your broadcast, and I'm trying to see what I can get out of it, uh-huh. um, anything positive, because I'm well, also trying it. to, you know, change some things about me. So, um, yeah, I'm just here just uh, listening. <laughs> awesome. Well, keep listening in because clearly you are ready to receive something specifically <laughs> for you out of this conversation today. And uh, anyone else who wants to dial in, our dial-in number is area code 347-850-1523. Please uh, feel free to join us. Can you use the word allow? Yes. See, I love that because I have a belief that all of these things, I'm going to pull out your paper and make a noise, these things that you listed off, prosperity, wellness, love, beauty, balance, wealth, joy, peace, wisdom, I am under the idea and the impression that all of that is being pushed into me by the universe, by the divine, all the time, in every direction, from every person, in every encounter, that that is all that comes into me, literally. Yeah. And the only question is, is do I allow it or do I block it? And then the receiving of it is really my only job. I don't have to create it. I don't have to make it. I just have to receive it. It is, when I really drill down my philosophy, which I think that is what we all are here to learn. <laughs> yes, it's a Leslie philosophy. philosophy of the world. Perhaps I should start standing on a small box. But, um, you know, that 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 is the essence of everything all around is good and is abundance. And the only question is whether or not I allow it in or if I turn away or if I block or if I, even worse, I went to an Al-Anon meeting this morning, and I love that. I love Al-Anon meetings. There's this woman that said, she said she would actually get, like, in a boxing match with good things that were coming towards her, and she'd, like, uh-huh. punch them in the face. And I said, you know, no, I won't take that good. No, I won't take that good. What a great visual. <laughs> Isn't that right? great? And to, and to know that we all do that at different times. And if we don't take the small good, right. how do we make room for the big good? Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we don't practice receiving right. the small things, the compliment that yes. someone gives us. Yes. Then how can we believe we're ready for the million dollars right. or for the new job that w- that would be fabulous? How can we believe that if we are constantly, I love that, the image, now it's in my head, mm-hmm. you know, using the small things as a, as a punching bag. Um, 
So, you know, literally two years ago, I started planting the seed for receiving, and and I was really clear it wasn't just about receiving more money, you know, receiving more material, but receiving what all of what is my divine right to receive. And it started because I was taking a class, and the one of the textbooks for the class was Living the Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes. And, uh, you know, one week, every week there were reading assignments, no big deal, but one week, I don't know if it was a reading assignment or just by chance, uh-huh, by chance open to this page. But there is a chapter in the book called The Divine Givingness. And the first sentence of the chapter is, it is the nature of spirit to give. That, yes. was, that was not a new concept for me. Spirit. And, yeah, I did just what you did. I was like, yes, absolutely. And then as I continue to read in that very first paragraph of this chapter, the sentence that stopped me was this one. If we are to demonstrate that the divine givingness is a principle in the universe, then we must set up a receiving center. Receiving begins with an R. Remember? I was trying to think of a word about, you know, receptacles that I came up with finally. Right the friend that told me that was the R word, but yes, receiving center. up a receiving center. And that struck me, you know, a couple years ago as, in fact, Leslie, you can see in my book, I put one, two, three, four, (laughs) five stars by it, because at that moment it struck me that even though I truly believe that it is the nature of God to give and Mm -hmm. the nature of spirit to provide, Mm -hmm. Abundantly. It, uh, right, and to provide abundantly and whatever I really, really wanted. And um, I I knew that, but I really didn't know at the same level. I mean, I you know, I know I've got to receive it. I accept my good. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we use that. But it hit me at such a deep level that are you receiving at the level you were 15 years ago? Or at when you were eight years old, or when you were forty years old, or when you were, you know, at some point in the past, where is your receiving center now? And then shortly after that, maybe a month or two after that, I was watching Michael Beckwith and Agape Center online, and I noticed consciously for the first time that when they take the offering at Agape. They oh, don't take the offering in these little plates or even in baskets that, you know, you you know, like a 12-inch basket or something with a deep depth of about one inch. I mean, you see that fairly often, one to two inch. They accept the offering in bushel baskets. And I was like, oh, you know, if you expect a lot, and you're willing to receive a lot, then you need to have a receiving center mm-hmm. that is designed to receive a lot. Right. And our receiving center is mostly mental. Oh, completely mental, I think, yes. So so anyway, so that, that kind of planted the seed. And then lo- later on the page it says, it is the divine will that we should receive. But since we are individuals, even divine will cannot compel us to receive that which we refuse to accept. Right. 
And that really, we talked a little bit about that last week, how we do have the ability through our free will to really stop the flow, the and abundant punch, flow. Punch it in its face. Punch face. Not only stop it, but do physical harm to it. <laughs> and it, when you were saying that about the receiving receptacle, I thought immediately of a baby mm-hmm. and how the natural natural exchange with the baby is they receive. I, um, yes. I was talking to a friend that was talking about her sons, and this is this does come back around to receiving. Stay with the metaphor. She was talking about her first son um, that the doctor cut the umbilical cord and whisked him off, and uh, you know did the things that they normally do. And she just intuitively kind of felt like he was needing her breast milk, needing to be fed right away. And she kind of had this uneasy feeling, but it's a doctor and it's the hospital, and you know you do what they say. But she said the second son. She felt a little bit more assertive and uh, intuitively doing what she felt with the son. And so she said when he was born, she said, don't even cut the umbilical cord. Let me have him. And before the umbilical cord was ever cut, she just put him on her stomach. And she said he just, like a little kitten, kind of crawled up her to her breast and started feeding and receiving what he needed so naturally. And it's really interesting, this young man, interestingly enough, He's just real healthy. He just he can take and give and and be uh, present. I've noticed, and he's only sixteen, you know. So he's and I I wondered about the idea that he just you know receives that. So she did that just instantly at the beginning of his life, and I think somewhere along the way we get a message that we shouldn't receive so much or don't take more than we you know need or. Um, you know, oh, take all of this or, you know, think of the starving children in Pakistan or something, you know, if you don't. And so we get this kind of strange formula for receiving. Right. I I agree. We get this push-pull and we come into the world receiving and not feeling bad about it. Right. natural. But it is true as we're socialized. We do learn that you can't have everything you want. You know, uh, some of the messages that come up a lot when we do, when we did the show on prosperity, money doesn't grow on trees, all that. But even bigger than that, just in terms of your emotional needs and as well as your physical desires, that you can't have everything and you have to choose. But what we often do is we don't even choose. Then we begin to just simply believe that we can't have it. Yeah, we're limited. So we don't choose what we really want, which was my big kind of growth in 2011 of, of, of shifting my clarity, of in, improving my clarity about what I specifically want to have happen in my life over the next two to three years and not coasting through some general vague I just want to have a good life mindset. You know, I live a good life mindset is great, but as Mary Morrissey talks about, that's not a check the universe can cash. The the universe can cash the check in general, just throwing things at you that might be nice. But if you were more specific, just as you would be if you were writing a check that you wanted the bank to cash, saying the exact amount or the exact description of what it is that you want to be paid, 
Right. Then the inverse can be more specific. Right. I remember you talked about that. Yep. Yeah. And so in the receiving piece, it's like, okay, I am receiving what I want. So and what I have claimed, and so my intention for receiving is, I have a good life, and I do, and I have, I've had a good life, big picture overall, you know, for the last few years. But this year, I'm really practicing being, or last year, I began practicing being much more specific, creating the vision, having the dream. So if, you, if you're if you a regular listener, you heard me talk about this whole idea last year of dreaming and, and unleashing dreams and dreaming bigger and at the same time being more clear. And then this year, dreams come true. In the receiving center... I'm going back and forth with pondering, having to work at, <laughs> my favorite word, four-letter word, um, creating this receiving center or growing. just growing the receiving center. Whatever, yes, we can use all sorts of words, just not use the word work. But, you know, do some action word to get this receiving center. Or I just keep going back to this image of this little kid that was just born that just naturally, and so it's like, how do I just get back to that where I am just in such the flow that I'm just naturally, you know, he could have gone in any direction, but he immediately went in the direction of her breast to get what he needed, and that was just a natural exchange, and there was no, there was no explanation needed. <laughs> there was no, no uh, growing or you know work or creating and receiving. It was just natural, and I, I always kind of ponder that idea between you know taking the right actions, and I remember when I was driving to the Al-Anon meeting this morning, I thought about the 12 steps, and I thought, well, that's a nice metaphor, steps. We go in step by step by step. And uh, versus this idea that I keep coming back to, that there is this natural flow that that doesn't really take anything, no real action from me other than just to be who I am naturally, who I am. And I think think we are... We come into the world with that, I agree. I think the reason that it ends up being a conscious action in our adult years is because we have been socialized for it not to be natural. So we're getting out of our own way. We're going back to what we naturally We're returning to it. And for me, it really does keep coming up as allowing Mm -hmm. the receiving center to be in its fullness which feels like it's growing and expanding, but it's always been there. Yeah, it's there. already been there. Yeah, that's I guess that's the idea, too. It's so not like I'm, I'm creating out of the way right. and accepting the way that the universe works, so the natural laws of the universe. So, you know, over the last five years with so many, many people focusing on the law of attraction, and I'll just attract my good as if it is something new right. that, you know, just came out with the secret. No, you know? So that law of attraction, attracting my good, is simply breathing into the reality that I can and I have been made to receive all that is mine. That's my inheritance, my divine right as a child of God. So I can receive all of that. I'm set up in my relationship with the universe, with spirit, with God, with the angels, with, you know, my my relationship is designed for me to receive whatever I really want. Not what I say I want, 
not what I think I should want, what not what my parents think I want, but it's set up that way, and it's all the junk that is in my head that gets in the way, all the junk that has, um, oh, there's an image, but I, it's come, trying to come through, and I'm talking, so it's not coming through. <laughs> Should we take a moment of silence, Tracy, and allow you to image? No, <laughs> uh, no. It's, I'm going to claim and affirm that it will come through <laughs> as I talk. So, but, you know, it's like all the things that have um, gotten not so much in the way, but have become a part of me. I'm seeing worms burrowing in soil. Is that the image at all? <laughs> how they, you know how they kind of burrow into places? So these images or these negative, you know, these lack. I I like that. It's, that's not the image apparently you had. Okay, go ahead. So all these now things I coming have falling at you. worms in my head. <laughs> all these things coming at you. There cancel, you go. Cancel, cancel, <laughs> delete, delete, out. <sighs> so all these things coming at you that aren't worms. Well, so not and just growing, yes. growing and growing and growing. So like cleaning out my closet, even though now I just moved all the stuff to my living room, but still cleaning out my closet during the holidays, it's kind of like cleaning out all of those false beliefs, cleaning out the messages that there's not enough, cleaning out the fuzziness. And even the fear, you know, Ooh, I like that. cleaning that out so that the receiving center is bigger. Like when people have heart disease and they show the images of the arteries being clogged. <laughs> there you go. I think living worms healthier <laughs> image than these clogged arteries. Whatever works you, that's why we have the show. Because yeah. somebody else is going to really enjoy the clogged artery kind well, of Well, and image. that and that what you do, the plaque that gets on the on the arteries, and so you know, clearing that out by reducing your cholesterol or by having surgery or putting in a stent or whatever they do, it's like, wow, if we could clean that out, then there would be a free flow of blood, and there would be a free flow of whatever it is that we want to receive. And see, and I keep coming back to this idea of that, that I don't have to clean it out, that I just have to remember. I, I, I use the word remember a lot. Um, in New Thought, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this pretty succinctly, there's treatments. I think it's a fancy word for affirmative prayer. You know, every kind of philosophy has our own vocabulary. And so in New Thought, we use the word, or Science of Mind, we use the word treatment, which is a five-stage process. And the third stage is something called realization. And uh, But the, to, that's where you kind of get into the affirming the truth of what you're praying for. But the first stage is um, recognition. recognition of God. And then the second stage is unification of that recognition that I am one with God. And as I'm doing those the treatments, I'm aware of the fact that once I do the first and second step, once I stop myself and really say to myself the truth of God, and then I really connect the truth that I am one with God, that's pretty much it. That's all I have to really do is those two things. 
And then the rest of it is just, oh, right, I forgot that I am this receiving receptacle. I have all that I need. I am. I am that I am. You know, it's it's a remembering. And once my mind, it's kind of like a switch. It really is literally a switch. Once I remember, everything shifts for me. There's no real work to be done. Tracy's trying to open her mouth like 17 times. Don't talk. I'm about to get to a point. Okay, go ahead, Tracy. What's your idea? <laughs> I agree with you 100%. <laughs> and... The idea of clearing it out mm-hmm. for me is the first two steps of treatment. Ah, so so I'm not necessarily thinking clearing it out becomes, as you would say, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a consciousness, and so that consciousness that clears away, moves away, you know, whatever has accumulated is. I agree 100% with you, is doing whatever you need to do to remember the mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. And so in simply those remembering who God is and who you are right. in relationship to God, right, does it. It does it. That's just, that's just it. And what happens, I think, for us in our human experience is that we remember and then we forget. We remember and then right. we forget. Right. But well, we don't slow down long enough to remember. Right. And Yes. And so we remember and then we forget, 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 forget because of what we're doing or what other people are saying around us or we're busy. And then we stop and remember. And so that, for me, is the is the enlarging, is the growing of your receiving center just in terms of a human concept, mm-hmm. because I do believe that. It really is the same size. It always has mm-hmm. been. I just didn't realize it, or I didn't recognize it. I didn't see it, and I didn't use it. Right. And the more, the more we remember, the more often, and the more things... I do, like going to an Al-Anon meeting or going to a church or saying a treatment or asking a person in my community to say a treatment for me, the spiritual practices, saying yes to spirit, those things are all designed for me, I've discovered, I they're designed to keep me more aware of, or, or awakened to, I like that analogy too for myself too, awakened to what is present, um, um, the idea that, that the cards are loaded in my favor, this idea that everything is designed for my highest good. And it's so fascinating to watch myself and others, even though it's more fun to watch others, you know, it's painful to watch myself, but it, it, to uh, to see the, to the links that people will go to to not receive and to fiend off any good that might come and... Uh, Fiend off. Is that the right? Fiend off. Fiend. Is that a word? <laughs> is it not a word? Fiend. And so. <laughs> and to box off in our boxing and to fight off the good that's coming towards us. And really realizing that that, that like you said earlier in the show, I think is really true. We are receiving all the time. And that's a, 
a level. It's maybe a whole different show, but you know what is going on in my life right now is an indication of my ability or my awareness or my awakeness or my remembering status in terms of what is the state of my life right now is a real big sign for me to know you know, what I've been remembering, what I've been receiving up until now, and how do I, if that's not where I want to be, if I don't have manifested physically in my world, you know, how do I go about remembering more? Yeah. So let's take a little break and then come back and talk about, continue to talk about receiving and uh, build on what you just shared. thing of this affirmation thing of this belief that it's all you know 
what harm could come of that to believe that it's all designed for my good? I'm not certain anything really bad. There's no side there's no negative side effects to that may cause, you know, cancer or death or suicidal thoughts. Unlikely. I go very <laughs> unlikely. So Yeah, there is a, a friend who just had this amazing, um awesome insight and and you know, I think we get the insight when we're ready for it, right? Because it's not so much that you read something that is that new or something that you haven't read before. It's like me reacting two years ago to the quote about set up a receiving center. I mean that I it wasn't new, new, but that day when I read it, it just pierced straight through every facade, every thought, and was like, boom. Tracy, this is speaking to you. <laughs> Glad you tuned in. Now. So a friend uh had that had a similar reaction to the line that is not that uncommon about the universe is always conspiring for my good. Right. The universe is always conspiring for my good. Do I notice it? Right. Do I see it? So I think you're right. A spiritual practice could be as simple as sitting in your car or before you leave for work in the morning, and it doesn't have to take 30 minutes. Right. You know, you could do in one or two minutes just saying over and over, the universe is conspiring for my good. Yes. Or today I receive only good. Yes. You know, or everything that happens today is for my good. When you have that mindset, <laughs> I have to laugh. I'll tell you why in a minute. Well, when you have that mindset and you wash a load of clothes and you learn that your washer is no longer working, Uh-oh. which is what happened to me on Thursday, <laughs> when you have that mindset, it, it doesn't totally discombobulate your day and it definitely doesn't turn you inside out. You know, it's like, huh, didn't anticipate this, but I know everything today is conspiring for my good. Right. I don't see it right now, but I know I will. Yes. I'll make a connection at some point. Yes. This happened, and the good that came out of it was. Yes. You know, Reverend Petra often says, you know, don't, you don't necessarily have to believe that everything that happens is good. Right. But everything that happens must lead yes. to good. Driving us towards. <laughs> Right. It must something good must come of this. Yes. Yes, I believe that. And um so or Reverend Marsha look for saying, the good. Look for the good and praise it. And praise it. Oh, that's the important piece too. Yeah. You know, I do some work in the Dallas County jail and the women there obviously are in jail. And um they're doing intentions and affirmations and we've been doing this now for about six months. So it's really interesting. We kind of have a baseline. I think we should do some sort of study on it, but it's really extraordinary to watch these 64 women when they come into our pod. We have a, a pod where we do programming. And when they come into our pod, you know, they're whatever. They're just, you know, want some help or want some treatment, but they're pretty still irritable and, you know, they're in jail. So they're not happy. <laughs> and then over the course of literally, I can see it within the second to third month, somewhere between that 60 and 90th day, they will start saying, bar none, no, exam- no exception to this, they will start saying, I see why I'm here. I'm so grateful that I'm in jail. 
Being in jail has saved my life. Being in jail is going to get me to be a better mother. I am learning things. I would never have learned this on the outside. I am thanking God that I got put in jail and I'm in you know, it's amazing they're seeing the good of being in jail. I mean, that's pretty extraordinary. And it's because they're setting these intentions and looking at, at being affirming of what's happening is useful, is positive. There's, there's, there is something here for me that is good. And, you know, those of us who are quote-unquote on the outside. In the free world, as we say. Yeah, it's like, what jail am I in? Yes, what jail have uh, I profound. created right. in my life? What are the boundaries that I believe I cannot go outside of? And that definitely affects my ability to receive, my readiness to receive. Because if it doesn't come within the jail cell that I have created <laughs> right. for myself, I'm not letting it in. I'm not going out to meet it because I have these boundaries. So it's like we're all in jail. That is so profound, and that yeah. And most of us don't recognize it. Right. And there, there is an example of you know a piece of thing to do. I don't know if it's, a, it's certainly not a spiritual practice, but a piece of thing that I've done over time is try to define what what are the walls of my jail cell. You know, what are the beliefs, the false beliefs that I've taken on from somebody else or from a parent or from society or from TV, you know, what 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 is the image around me that is keeping me inside my own jail cell, blocking the receptacle, receiving the bushel basket. I love that example. Yeah, I love that image. It really works for me. And if I could imagine and visualize a space in my home where I could have a bushel basket. Oh, yeah. I looked around. I've walked through my house several times going, I'm going to go buy a bushel basket, but before I do that, where <laughs> am I going to place it? Yeah. You know, other than in the closet to collect laundry. I mean, you know, <laughs> because I really love that visual. And uh, every time I walk through my house looking for a place to put it, it's just, you know, I don't see the space, but it's in my head. And I, I guess it. that's really what, what counts. So um, here's a homework assignment. Oh, I did well on the last one. Can you do this next week? Absolutely. <laughs> I will be <laughs> happy two weeks to in a row. do this one. But um, I hope that some of our listeners will do it as well. Your homework assignment for this week is to answer the question with as much specificity as you can, what is it that I want to receive this year? What is it that I want to receive this year? Because our theme is receiving. Receiving, being right. Ready. And a big, big part of, of being able or being willing to receive is to really know what you want. A bicycle with red handlebars and and spike little things out of the wheels to be really to be really descriptive in it too as well is that important yeah to be as specific as possible or as descriptive as possible about what it is you want to receive this year and it might be something tangible like the bicycle it might be I want to be a more loving person in my relationships with my family of origin 
or it might, you know, so it might be a way you want to be, or it might be something tangible, physical you want to have. It might be a uh, spiritual quality that you want to demonstrate Mm. more. What I really want to receive is, um, you know, is, is stronger relationships, but then you have to define what it means to be stronger. So what I really want to receive is um, three people who are friends through thick and thin or who are people I can talk to about my joys as well as my sorrows. You know, be if you just say I want to receive three new friends this year, okay, that's not a bad request, but it's so broad mm-hmm. that three people may come into your life or 15 people may come into your life for you to select from or for you to get to know. Uh, and by the end of the year, maybe three of them have become friends. But if you're more clear up front, it's, you know, we say the universe can cash that check. And, and what it really is is the clearer I am, the more I can recognize when it's put in front of me. Okay, so that so that's a good example. So you'd be clear about defining. Can I can I can I want to receive I'm just trying to look at the sentence. Can I want to receive a state of being? Yeah. Like happy, joyous and free, that's a twelve step thing that I am trying to re embrace that experience of being happy, joyous and free. And how do how does that feel? Does that work? Mhm. Okay. So a yeah. feeling or a thing. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, and I think this is important because so often when we say we want to receive, we only think about the red bicycle. I mean, right. You know, we think about I want to receive $10,000. I want to receive, you know, it's something physical. And we think of it as, you know, we can see it coming in a gift box or I want to receive the new car, you know, and and that's not bad. I don't have, really have a judgment against that. What I am escalating to is the next level of as much specificity as possible. But when you say that, I guess I keep thinking of thing. When you say specific, specificity, that's a long word. Fiend, I keep coming back to fiend. But anyway, uh, specificity. Specificity. Specificity, I think of a thing. So you're not thinking of a thing. I think you're re, I think you're more specifying about the bike you want. But you're saying, even if it's about a an attribute of God, so if I say, I want to have more harmony in my life, what I'm probably going to notice is all the times I don't have harmony. But if I say I want more harmony in my life, and to me that means I have, oh. I have regular calls with my sisters and my relationships with my coworkers go smoothly, and I'm able to resolve conflict easily. That's what harmony means to me. I see. So you're specifying the 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 attributes to the feeling. Right. So I would, instead of saying to the feeling. instead of saying I want more harmony, or I might start with I want more harmony at showing up as mm. boom, boom, and boom, and um, that's specificity because otherwise I don't. It's so vague. It's not that it's bad, it's just vague. 
And so it could be showing up, and I might not even recognize it because the universe <laughs> is like, I'm giving you harmony, I'm giving you harmony, I'm giving you harmony, but it's not the picture I'm looking for. And so if I can get more clear about, if I can have more clarity about what it would look like in my life, which is what we were talking about at the top of the show, how we can use the same word. Right. You and I can use the same word, and it can mean something completely different in how we feel about it, how we interpret it or translate it, and how we demonstrate that in our lives. And are there spiritual practices? That's the thing we want to talk about always, is try to figure out spiritual practices to try to drill that point home or to avail ourselves more to that? Well, if we talk about getting more clarity as we open ourselves to our full receiving center. (laughs) And she just smiled really big when she said that. Well, I'm smiling because I didn't want to say as we grow our receiving center. There you go. Awesome. As we open ourselves to the fullness of our receiving center and we... And we are looking at clarity. I think, you know, for me, I know journaling really helps. Okay, cool. Journaling as a spiritual practice really helps me drill down from a broad concept to, okay, well, what does that really mean? Right. Well, what that really means to me is blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what would that look like? Oh, well, it would look like this, and I can write. So journaling really helps me process, you know, and keep peeling layers off the onion. Um, so, and that's from a spiritual perspective, not from mm-hmm. an analytical right. perspective. But, you know, take a deep breath and go, okay, if I knew what that really looked like in my life, all right, what would that look like? Um, visioning, I think, could be used as a process to help clarify what is it that I want to receive or to um, receive more of what I want, visualizing and, or visioning and visualizing. So it's interesting how much in the last three months vision boards or treasure maps have come up Mm. in the topics that we've had. Right. But I think they're definite tools. Oh, you just reminded me, Reverend Beatrice told me to do a vision board, and I haven't done it. Darn it. But you've done five of seven (laughs) daily Daily notes, notes, and I'm happy about that. And I think we should celebrate that. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and I just thought when you were talking about journaling and um, visioning, I thought a spiritual practice, this, not even the, the fact that it's a show, I love that it's a show, but the fact that you and I have this conversation every week is a spiritual practice for me. It really is. And it really, I encourage people to have, conversations in their life on a routine basis about what how am I receiving? What have I been receiving? And not and to do it as best we can without being defensive or having to change somebody's mind because, you know, I spent six months trying to do that, Tracy, and then I just accepted you as you were. <laughs> and I love that. So, you know, to, to to be open to that conversation that not everybody has to think like I think, Dolly. And that, that in and of itself is probably the deeper level of a spiritual practice of really just really becoming in tune with the spiritual truth as as I experience it as it as it is spoken to me and allowing that path or that spiritual truth 
to be spoken in whatever language everybody understands it and to really celebrate that. But again, being in conversation, it's like live journaling, you know what I'm saying, because I can read and I can talk about what I've written. And and it you get triggered by or pushed into a deeper awareness of yourself when yes. it's reflected by someone else or challenged by someone else. Right. There was a quote last night in the film that we saw, Mythic Journey, and I don't remember the exact quote. I'll probably go look it up sometime this week. Um, but it really talked about the three levels of spiritual mm. practice. Yes. And one was, you know, like meditation, and one was... Um, going within yourself and looking at yourself. and But the highest form was conversation. Community. It was when, no, it was conversation. Oh, community. Community was, was, that was the Deepak Chopra thing where he did uh-huh. divine community, sangha, and then service. But the, there was a quote, and it, and it went into three levels, but the highest level was conversation. And it was what you were, the, the aha I had, when I heard it was what you were just saying, that it's one thing to, to know God. It's one thing to know yourself in relationship to God. But it is when you then converse with other people that you affirm and you really claim and you live what you believe oh. about God and about God within you and through you. And you learn more. You are expanded by engaging with the other person's mm-hmm. perceptions and understandings of spirit, of God, of spirituality. And you you can do that at any level, but the deeper you go in your own understanding and of God and your own understanding of yourself, then the bigger the conversation can be. Oh, I like that. When you interact with someone else. And it wasn't about converting or prophesizing or evangelizing. It was about how much deeper you can go in your understanding of this universal concept Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you are grounded and you see that it's even bigger than what you can know by yourself. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's an excellent... I've never really thought about that as a spiritual practice, conversation. Yeah, but it really is. As we demonstrate every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time on Say Yes to Spirit. So that is the end of the show on receiving, but it's not the end of this idea because, as Leslie has said four times, <laughs> receiving is my I love theme it. for the I, year. So. I am gaining from your theme, Tracy Brown. I love it. So I'm sure it will be coming up off and on throughout the year, throughout different topics. Next week we'll be back talking about passion, Ooh. passion. So we're us on Say, Say yes, yes to Spirit. spirit.